Welcome everybody to Beauty IQ, the podcast. I'm your host, Joanna Fleming. And I am your co-host, Hannah First. We figured since we've got a bit of spare time on our hands, we'd interview some of our fave celebs and influential figures in the beauty industry and share those interviews with you. Don't forget to subscribe to be notified when a bonus episode drops. Well, if there was any guest that doesn't actually need an introduction, it's probably today's guest who I've been trying to get on this show for ages and we've finally got him. Welcome to the podcast, Hiram Yarbro, or you might know him as Skincare by Hiram. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here and just talk with you guys. And yeah, it, mean, it means a lot that you would have me on the show. Last time I checked, you had 6.8 million followers on TikTok, which is just wild. So can you talk to us about, you know, what has led you to this point? You've got millions of people hanging off your every word. How do you think you've created such an invested and trusting community online? Oh, thank you. I mean, I I feel so fortunate to be able to be a part of a community that's so loving and so supportive. Um, You know, it really happened so last minute. I started this as, you know, like a passion project. I was like, not seeing a lot of information circulating about like simplified skincare information. And I wanted just to, you know, help people out who were brand new to the skincare world, who had never used a skincare product, who didn't know how to apply a moisturizer, you know, those kind of basics. And, um, and it was just, it was a fun fashion project, you know, I never expected it to really, really blow up. And it took me, you know, a long time to grow. Uh, I think it was like the first year and a half I, I grew about 4,000 followers or something like that. So it was definitely a, a, a little while of, of uh, silence, but I loved it. And that's really when I was able to develop the, the love and the passion for the community, because that's the most amazing part of the skincare world online. And then yeah, I think with the beginning of 2020 and people becoming a lot more invested into skincare, mm-hmm. it really started to gain traction. And then TikTok just blew it out of the water, um, really, really made me connected to this incredible community. And I think the most amazing part of it is seeing how many people's skin is improving, them talking about their confidence, seeing people who message me who say, I've never been able to go outside without foundation on. And today was the first day I was able to because I've been taking care of my skin. Mm. You know, moments like that, that it makes it so special and it makes it so worth it and beautiful. And and so I just, I, I consider myself lucky every day and who knows how long this will last, but every day I'm enjoying it. <laughs> mm. It's so rewarding, isn't it? Well, I was going to say, isn't it nice when you've got people that may have not like believed in skincare and then they turn around and they're like, oh my God, my skin looks amazing. <laughs> like they're converts to skincare. Yeah. And I completely relate to that because growing up, I was never exposed to skincare. I grew up on a cattle ranch. The answer to everything was just, oh, go in the sun. The sun will fix everything. Um, <laughs> very ranch life uh, solutions. No, I- <laughs> <laughs> and so I always thought that skincare didn't do anything I thought it was something that people bought to make themselves feel fancy but that it didn't actually do anything for the skin but funny enough my fascination with skincare came from the ingredients the technology the technicalities um, the science how it works and once I saw those results within my skin that's when I realized wow okay maybe there is something to this thing called skincare maybe it actually does work and of course from there uh, you guys can relate to this having this show and everything when you learn something really cool and new you want to share it with the world uh it's Mm -hmm. definitely that same type Mm. of passion and it's cool to see people connecting and and also spreading that information i get like 
12 year olds all the time or parents of 12 year olds who tell me like my daughter bullied me into getting a skincare routine because of your videos <laughs> my boyfriend and my girlfriend was like hounding me to like get new skincare products and I'm like hey that's great <laughs> yes. and so the growth that you've experienced with your audience it's been staggering and we often ask ask our guests how they deal with some of the negativity online and any kind of tips that they have. Um, has it affected you and you, have you have you kind of learned anything throughout the process? Yeah, great question. I mean, you know, early on, I had to kind of reconcile with the negativity because unfortunately, you know, if you make any type of content, no matter what it is on the internet, people will you know, have a problem with you in some sense. And I think the, the greatest lesson I've learned is for me, I try to examine myself every single day and say like, am I doing the right thing? Am I being honest? Am I being moral? Am I being ethical? Um, am I using my platform in the best way that I can? And when I feel like I'm not, then I try to push myself and hold myself accountable and push myself to say like, okay, how can I talk more about social issues or how can I be more, make more accessible recommendations so that no one feels left out from skincare, different things like that. Um, I try to focus on self-improvement as much as I can and not relying on the negativity to kind of push me in a negative mental space. When I know that I'm committing to doing the best I can, um, I realize that the negativity that is often spewed online is a reflection of their view of their worldview rather than what I'm doing. And it's interesting because I see so many people commenting on my videos saying, you know, thank you so much for your positivity. You're, you're so positive in your videos. You're so warm. You're so welcoming, which I'm very grateful for. And on those same videos, I will see so many people say, you're so hateful. You're so judgmental. Mm. You're so disgusted, like all these things. And for me, that was a sign to me. First off, I, you know, had to identify with myself, like, am I being the best person I can be? And I feel like I am. And when I realized that it was a epiphany for me that the words that are said are more of a reflection of their view of the world rather than my actions specifically. And so long as I'm doing the best I can, then I try not to let that negativity uh, affect me. But you know, once a month, I'll have a moment where I'm just like, oh, the world's ending. Everyone hates me. What am I doing with my life? You know, of course you get those moments, but I thankfully the rest of the time, I think, I've been able to stay pretty strong. And my whole thing is when I get a hate comment, I will read 10 positive comments instead and remind myself like, mm. to remind myself of how many people have been able to improve their skin and how many people, my you know, where my videos put a smile on their face. Um, that's really what I try to focus on more so than the negativity. Mm, that's a really good way of looking at it. We, we say all the time, Hannah and I, that you tend to focus more on the negative comments than on the positive ones. So that's a really good technique mm -hmm. that you've got there. <laughs> it's like sandwiching <laughs> the bad comment with some good ones. Yes. I like that. <laughs> um, so when we last spoke to Caroline Hirons, she told oh, us that yeah. CeraVe sales in the US are basically all influenced by you and all the CeraVe sales in the UK are basically influenced by her. <laughs> we need to know, what are your favorite products in the CeraVe range? Oh. We need to get your picks. We need to find out. Yes. Um, so I really love the CeraVe Eye Repair Cream. Um, it has niacinamide, which I think is an amazing ingredient for fading like under eye pigmentation and darkness, which that's something I really struggle with. Um, 
you know, because of sleepless nights or stress or working or whatever, um, sometimes I need a little bit of an extra boost on the under eye area. I also love the CeraVe Night Cream. Uh, it also has niacinamide and other good ingredients that work well for like a lightweight moisturizer. Sometimes nighttime creams can be really thick and heavy, which I, I typically tend to go for because I really like to focus on that deep moisture. But some people like a really light layer or even the summer here in Hawaii where you're like sweating at night. You need a you need a really lightweight moisturizer, um, and that's a great one as well. I'd say I also love the salicylic acid renewing cleanser. Uh, that's always been one of my favorites because it's super gentle. I think it's a great introductory salicylic acid cleanser product where people can utilize those benefits without going in with like a crazy strong salicylic acid treatment from the mm. beginning and that's i mean one of the reasons i like CeraVe. i feel like it's a good introductory range it's just focused on the basics for someone who's like i just need a routine to get started i don't want anything fancy i just want something simple that's really where i think the line um can benefit a lot of people and because of its affordability too that, that's a big big reason why i've recommended it it is really important to also recommend affordable products because not everybody has a, the income to spend on skincare, but also some people just don't want to spend money on skincare and they want to spend money on clothes or, you know, they yeah. want to spend money on different things mm. and they that's what they do. And I guess Hannah and I spend a lot of money on skincare because we really like it. But <laughs> some too. people just are like, I just want the basics. It just needs to do its job. And, you know, they're not enthusiasts. They just want skincare to do its job. So I definitely yeah. appreciate brands like CeraVe for that. In the early days of my channel, I was recommending a lot of products that you can find Sephora and a lot mm. more expensive ones, which I was comfortable paying that price because I was like, look, if I'm able to try a sample and I love it, it's great. But I saw a lot of teenagers on my channel who were like, we can't afford this. Can you please make more affordable recommendations? And I had a realization to where I realized no one should be excluded from skincare simply because mm -hmm. of how much money they happen to make a year. Totally. Um, and yeah. expensive products are totally great too, but people also need to know that like you can use affordable products and find recommendations from mm. there. So I, I love that you said that because I affordability is a huge element of why I make the recommendations I do. Yeah. You did mention niacinamide twice as well. And we I didn't actually put this question in here, but is niacinamide your favorite ingredient? Because it's mine. Yes, it is my favorite <laughs> ingredient. I feel like it is just that ingredient, the, the life of the party. Like the friend that works with any friend group is <laughs> yes. just like, does, totally. it does everything. Yeah. And yes. the more research that comes out about niacinamide, we just find out the more and more and more that it does for the skin. So I'm obsessed with the ingredient. It's my favorite. And you just mentioned that um, I guess it's really important to you to recommend more affordable products because your audience is quite young. And we really love that you're creating content for that age bracket because I know for me when I was young, I was like you on the, you know, with the sun. I sat in the sun, no SBF, no skincare. So I love that there's so many skincare people out there really educating young people on why it's so important to protect their skin. What do you think are the biggest mistakes the younger generations are making with their skin? Ooh, well, you definitely hit the nail on the head with one of them. Um, not wearing sunscreen or neglecting sun damage, uh, that's a really big one. Mm. I think it's because, you know, a lot of people, they want to look tan and I get it. You know, you want to go to the beach and you, you want to like be able to go outside and spend time outside, get that, you know, golden glow. But um, I think particularly for young people, they, they don't realize the significance of sun damage and that 
when you're in your younger years, that's actually a lot of times when you get the most sun damage that will play out for the rest of your life. Mm, and I mean, yeah. I always say this stat, like 90% of premature aging is due to sun exposure. Because when I realized that, I was like, whoa, okay, even though, yes, there are all these different concerns within skincare, if, if you look at the majority of them, they're primarily caused or worsened by the sun. And uh, if you just focus on sun protection, you can avoid so many of those issues. So sunscreen is a really big one, one that I didn't do and I'm trying to like do as often as I can now that I'm older uh, is a big thing that I recommend. But I'd say also I see a lot of younger people over treating their skin using really harsh exfoliants, using like 15, 20 products, using, you know, um, really strong exfoliating acid mixtures or masks like uh you know four or five times a week sometimes every day just going in really really hard and i get it you know i see the appeal it's so satisfying to see your glowy you know tight beautiful skin after using one of those treatments but skincare is all about daily consistent care i, I compare it a lot of times to you know losing unhealthy weight or you know brushing your teeth or different things like that uh if you're doing something that immediately makes you just drop like 50 pounds or all of a sudden your teeth become just boom instantly white it's probably not best for the health of those things and it's the exact same thing with skincare if you're seeing these instantaneous results it's not focused on skin health it's focused more on results and if you keep doing that long term it can cause a lot of issues and sensitivities within your skin but if you focus on just good gentle daily care and keep it consistent and step away from the harsh you know regular treatments uh, it's going to help your skin so much more in the long run. So I'd say those are the mm. two main concerns that I see with with younger people. Mm. Mm. Yes, I definitely agree with that. Yeah, please don't wait on the sunscreen because I am pay. I'm in my thirties now, and I am paying for it with the pigmentation. Oh man, <laughs> yep, me too. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we love your reaction videos to other people's skincare routines, and you're usually really <laughs> diplomatic, which is great because we don't want to discourage anyone from getting into skincare. <laughs> but. but- <laughs> What's the worst thing you've seen in someone's routine? I saw one on your channel that I feel like you're going to say, but I don't know. I could be wrong. <laughs> you know, um, my mind will always go back to one of the first, if not the first reaction video I did, which was Bella Thorne's skincare routine. Oh, That one was pretty brutal. And like you said, I try to be as, I try to be diplomatic. I try to be focused on, um, criticizing the routine, recommending better alternatives mm. rather than being negative or being yeah. rude or anything like that. That's not the focus. But that one really did blow my mind because she had her own like a sugar and lemon mixture with and where she would add water and had it in this huge container where the water was just <gasps> sitting with the natural <laughs> ingredients. And then like going in on her under eye area with the harsh sugar crystals oh. and just going in so intense on her face. I was freaking out and I was just like, oh my goodness, there's so many things wrong with this. The bacteria, there's no, like, there's oh. no way that there's a preservative system mm-hmm. in that. So it's just going to grow mold. You're aggressively scrubbing on your under eye area. You're doing this like one to two times a day. That was like a harsh introduction to the world of skincare routine reaction videos. <laughs> um, but it's the one that my subscribers joke about. And I think the one that helped me realize like, okay, there's a lot of people who think, you know, this is okay and think this is good for the skin. And I think 
thankfully since then, I've really seen a lot less harsh DIY skincare and a lot more focus on skin health and nurturing mm. the skin. Um, since then to where now I rarely see like videos where I cringe really, really bad. And it's more mm. so just me being picky about what ingredients out of a product I like and don't like, as opposed to just two years ago where this, these terrible DIY skincare hacks were just all over the internet and mm. it just felt like you could not escape them. Yeah. <laughs> How did you feel about Gwyneth's video? Hey, I was going to say, oh, are we, are we going to talk about Gwyneth Paltrow's video? <laughs> Good question. You know, um, I considered making a video on it. I think it was one of those things. Uh, I, uh, when I see the conversation out there, the, you know, the topic circulating, people are talking about it and I feel like there's nothing I really necessary for me to add. Um, for me, I'm like, I, I'm not going to make the content and, um, you know, people can discover other channels through their reaction videos, you know, and, um, they can get more subscribers and stuff like that. So, um, sometimes I'll stay a little low if, if the video is like pretty popular for the Gwyneth Paltrow one, I I've already shared kind of my thoughts on Goop and Gwyneth Paltrow overall. I, I think there's a lot of misinformation being spread in regards to her skin remedies. And I, I definitely disagree with her personal skincare philosophy. But I think also an interesting thing to note about the uh, Gwyneth Paltrow skincare routine is that I saw a lot of people kind of using it as an opportunity to be rude or almost bully her for her mm. appearance, yeah. which really mm. bothered me a lot because in my videos, I try as much as I can to separate the routine from the person, to criticize the routine, but never criticize and just support the person and mm -hmm. to never ever be rude or bullying. And I saw a lot of people who were being just flat out rude about yeah. her physical mm. appearance. And uh, so if anything, it's made me consider making a video kind of talking about the bigger, in my opinion, the bigger problem that her skincare team kind of showed people being really crossing over the line, I guess, in terms yeah. of what I would deem to be appropriate. But the thing that horrified me the most, I'll be honest, I haven't watched the whole routine yet because <laughs> I'm just like, I'm just going to wait just in case. But I heard about the sunscreen part and I was yes. like, oh, <laughs> You couldn't bear to dab you. It's like, she was like dabbing it on like highlighter, like it was highlighter. And she just wanted to get the high points of her cheek and her nose. It was, oh, for, for people goodness. that work in skincare, it was like, I think the hardest thing about watching it was people will watch this and think this is the right thing mm. to do. Like exactly. because you've got such a big audience, it's on Vogue. To me it was just like if I was 20 and watching this, I might think that that might support the notion that I shouldn't be wearing sunscreen in a way that will protect my skin. And to get to this point in Australia as well, where we have such a high rate of skin cancer and we've gotten to this point now where there are a lot more people wearing sunscreen every day, which they need to be. And then we see a video like that and we're like, oh, oh God, we're back to square one. <laughs> I know. And that's the thing. And that's what I try to tell people. It goes so much deeper that a fun skincare routine, especially when it comes to, you know, sunscreen and everything that we've seen with the industry and the suns sunscreens exploding and sunscreens not being as high, you know, high of an SPF rating as they people thought before. Um, and why I try to explain why that's a big deal. It's, it goes so much more than just a skincare routine because it's focused on skin health, you know, uh, and more than anything, people are going to watch her video and say like, oh, well, okay, I guess I can do that too. That's mm. that's enough sun protection for me. Mm. Not realizing that they're severely compromising the health of their skin and it may lead to issues so much, you know, so many issues long-term. And that's why to me, it's not necessarily a thing. Like when it comes to ingredients and products and which ones you prefer, I totally get it. It's like, 
everyone has their own opinion, everyone has their own mm-hmm. philosophy, but when mm-hmm. it comes to sharing and spreading misinformation like that, it's, mm-hmm. it can be really damaging. So it's, oh, I still, I still might make a video. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still not sure. <laughs> the video that I was going to mention was the one a girl said that she used her own urine on her face. No. <gasps> oh, yes. Oh, my God. That's what yes. I thought you would mention. <laughs> yes. It was, um, so she'll be okay with this because she shared this publicly. Yeah. It was uh, Cassandra Bankson, which I love her. She's talked about her struggle with severe acne. And it was one of those situations to where she was recommended that. And when you're a teenager and you're just desperate to literally try anything, she was like, mm-hmm. I will try anything to get rid of my acne. And uh, tried urine. And that poor girl. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so she's so knowledgeable now so I'm like good that you've learned so much since then but oh dark days but you know I feel like we've all at some point done things that we regret with our skin <laughs> when she remembers that I bet she thinks of that TikTok thing that waking up in the morning, morning. <laughs> I bet I she thinks of that so on to the most important question what skincare are you wearing on your face today oh good question okay so i am using so for the cleanser i used my classic one actually the uh youth to the people kale and green tea cleanser um i typically use that one when i've had to use a lot of sunscreen and yesterday i was out a little bit in the sun got to swim so um just wanted to make sure every bit of sunscreen was out of my face last night and this morning um and then after that i used the um summer fridays gel uh, moisturizer have you guys used that one no, no i haven't oh it's really good it's like a lightweight bouncy like gel moisturizer that sinks into the skin very easily i use the crave beauty great barrier relief serum because my skin was in the sun yesterday so use that use the summer fries moisturizer and then i used my recent favorite sunscreen the bliss block star spf uh the reason i love that one is because whenever i use it it just leaves a matte finish where my skin isn't excessively oily and so that when i'm out and about and going um i don't have to worry about like getting crazy, crazy oily. And then I also use the First Aid Beauty Niacinamide Eye Brightening Cream, uh, mm-hmm. which is kind of a classic uh, tried and true favorite. Again, with the niacinamide. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> always, always in the routine. <laughs> um, so if you had to choose three brands, and we do this all the time to guess, if you had to choose three brands to use for the rest of your life, what would they be? But we're going to give you the option to have a bargain and a bougie list. So you can have your affordable and expensive options. So you can do six if you can't choose three. Okay. Great question. I will do six because I am so (laughs) indecisive. Um, So I'd say for more affordable, I would definitely do um, the NQ list because they, they have such a broad range of so many different types of products for like treatments and taking care of the skin. I mean, I feel like I have to say CeraVe because they're just like classic for mm. affordability. I also really like um, Versed uh, skincare. I've been really getting into their products at Target. Uh, I feel like the majority of them that they've come out with, I'm like, wow, this is like really good. Um, I love drugstore skincare, but it definitely feels like a little bit more luxurious, which mm-hmm. is kind of nice without having to pay the high price point. Um, now if we're going like bougie, if I just... <laughs> Money was no object. Honestly, I'd say First Aid Beauty is one of my favorite brands. Uh, I feel like so many of their products, they just really get right. And their philosophy really mirrors my own. Uh, I really love Allies of Skin. I don't recommend them or use them too often because I'm like, 
gosh, these products are so expensive. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> but the formulas are really good. I, I am a fan of the formulas. Yeah, I'd say maybe a tie between skin pseudocals and you to the people because the cleanser <laughs> <laughs> like that cleanser man it's like it's it's one of my favorites uh and just every time i stop using it my skin just notices so i'd probably mm. say those are my top ones you did well to choose seven that was a was yeah. really good <laughs> <laughs> i know i went over the limit i'm sorry <laughs> we gave you an inch and you took a mile <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh man and finally, what is the best piece of skincare advice you've ever received from someone else? And what advice would you leave with our audience now? Ooh, I love this question. I don't think I've been asked this question before. Uh, the best piece of skincare advice I'd say was probably probably from Leah Yu um, because I remember watching, it wasn't directly to me, but I remember watching her content and she was talking about there needs to be a focus on gentle actives, like skincare that has very gentle formulas that doesn't overtreat, that isn't harsh, that isn't focused on instantaneous results, but is more focused on gentle approach. Before that, I had taken a, an approach of like, what's the highest percentage? I want to go as strong as possible. And then once I heard that and started learning a little bit more about like health of the skin, I realized, oh, there's no need for really strong treatments. Um, gentle skincare is, is good and healthy for the skin. And so that really kind of helped to mold my philosophy that I have now, which is definitely a gentle active approach. And I'd say as far as recommendations I have is uh, this is the thing that I always tell everyone. Skincare can feel so overwhelming. It is easy to feel overwhelmed because there's so many products and so many different steps. And what are you supposed to do? And what's best for your skin type? I'd say um, if it's overwhelming, just start with sunscreen um, and focus on working on applying that every single day. Because even if you have a full skincare routine, if you're not in the habit of using something every day, uh, it's not going to matter and you're not going to end up using the products and the only way that you see results with skincare is through daily application. So start with the sunscreen, just that. Focus on building that routine and then slowly add to it. And that's one of the biggest recommend recommendations on my channel. Take it slow. Slowly add on to it where you see necessary and don't rush and don't feel overwhelmed. It's meant to be simple, fun and easy. It's not supposed to be complicated. Consistency is key, right? Exactly. Yep. <laughs> well, this has been so fun. It's been great to chat to you, Hiram. Thank you so much for making the time Thank for us you. today and joining us on the podcast. Of course. Thank you guys so much for having me on. This was so much fun. Very creative questions. I, I commend you for that. <laughs> but thank you. It, it really, really means a lot. Thank you for the support. Thanks, everyone, for joining us today. Don't forget to subscribe and tell your friends. It helps other people to discover us. And also, we really want to know what you thought about this podcast. So if you can leave us a review, that would be much appreciated. Bye.